0: Hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I'll interview a manual therapist to get inside their brain and try to understand how they incorporate neurokinetic therapy into their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson. I'm a board-certified sports chiropractor and NKT instructor. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. I recently started a Facebook page, so make sure you like and share the Inside Your Brain page. Also, these podcasts are now available for free on iTunes, so if you utilize iTunes and you enjoy the podcast, make sure you write a positive review. Thanks. Each episode, I like to talk about a few concepts that I think might help NKT providers. Uh, Last time, I spoke about a history and some different aspects of a history and why it's important today i thought i would go over one of my favorite things uh, that i like to talk about with uh, new nkt providers in fact i prevent i present this concept every time at every review class and study group i teach as well as any nkt level one class i teach in fact i made a video for it that's available for all NKT providers, and I've even posted the PowerPoint slide uh, that I'm going to read to you tonight on the NKT Scholars page. It seems like every few weeks after a new class comes, we get a whole bunch of new providers with basically the same questions and, 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 and fears, actually. A lot of people are real frazzled. They were... Um, exposed to this new paradigm shift it's changed for some people it's changed completely the way they think about uh, their their patient or client evaluation uh, they're excited they just experienced some incredible things they probably saw a lot of things on their body that they didn't realize was an issue and then they get back to their office and their practice and they look at their patient and they think okay now what so I came up with a slide which was the three most common questions that people ask after taking level one. And, you know, there's a little humor here, but it it is reality and it is true. Uh, These are very common things that I hear all the time from people. So the number one most common question that I hear is, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) So very simply, NKT is about looking for inhibited muscles and then figuring out what is facilitated or compensating for them. It's that simple. So many times when I'm teaching a class or a review class, when we're testing a muscle and it it is inhibited, people look up like a deer in a headlight and they're like, okay, now what? Well, very simply, you need to figure out what's compensating for that muscle. Again, we're just keeping it simple. Look for an inhibited muscle and, and figure out what is facilitated or compensating for it. All right, the next biggest question that I hear is where do we start? And that is, the, that is the age-old question. The bottom line is, as I talked about last week, it really depends on the history. The history can really point you in the direction. And as you get more experience, and as you get better at doing this, you'll start hearing things that really clue you in. Oh, I had an ovarian cyst removed two years ago, and this scar is very sensitive okay that might be something uh, that you can you can um, uncover during a history Uh, but also your exam is important and a really good place to start for level one is or any level is at the core and specifically i like to look at the transverse abdominis. now again The transverse abdominis. if someone has one not functioning, it doesn't mean that that's going to solve all their problems, but it's a great place to start. If you don't have core stability, everything else is not going to work out right. So very simply, from a level one perspective, not to be overwhelming, just start at the core. Now, we know what we're doing. We know where to start. We found an inhibited muscle. But where do we look is the third question. Once we've found that, where do we look to figure out what's compensating for the inhibited muscle? And very simply, you gotta to look to the functional anatomy. Okay? We need to look at so if we know for example that we find the psoas, which is the primary mover for hip flexion, then we need to look at the synergists, the antagonists or the functional opposites. And then we can look at kinetic chain relationships. So, for example, I just talked about the psoas. If the psoas inhibited, some of the synergists you might want to look at are the iliacus, the TFL, the rectus femoris, the pectineus, and maybe even the sartorius. For the antagonists, you might want to look at the the glute max, the bicep femoris, the semitendinosus, Semimembranosis and the posterior head of the adductor magnus. Some other stabilizers you might want to look at for that as well would be the deep six rotators of the hip. That's a good place to look as well, too. Now, we might want to consider some kinetic chain relationships, and that's where the concept of fiber orientation comes along. So you might want to look to the scalenes, the SCM, the opposite pec minor. Those are some places to look if the the psoas is not functioning properly. So again, just by knowing and understanding functional anatomy, you have plenty of places that will keep you busy. Now, if you look at the gray box from David's book, you could see he gives you some ideas as well as where to look, and that's exactly what we were just talking about as far as the synergists and antagonists and other ones as well too, stabilizers. So please, you have plenty of places to look. Uh, some places to consider for more information uh, might be uh, uh, David's blog. He has a lot. He talks a lot about stuff. It's amazing how much information there. Evan Osar has an incredible book, Corrective Exercise Solutions to Common Shoulder and Hip Dysfunction. Uh, that has a lot of functional anatomy information. Thomas Mashad's book, excellent book, Human Locomotion, is phenomenal. Um, and again, you know, David's book has the gray boxes and his blog. And then one other thing, and I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, but the reality is, once you get to level two, a lot of uh, uh, information will be filled in there as far as where to look. But right there is the three most common questions that I hear after someone takes a level one class. If you have any questions about that, that, those concepts, feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook or send me an email to chirorehab at hotmail.com. Now, I started this podcast because there's so many incredible practitioners from all different professions that utilize NKT. And I know that I'm curious about how they incorporate NKT into their approach to patient management. And I figure if I'm curious, there must be others who are too. In fact, I've, re- I've received great feedback on each episode so far, and I'm looking forward to interviewing as many NKT providers as I possibly can. I'm trying to do one a week, Uh, that's a little challenging sometimes with three kids, but I seem to be pulling it off, and I have so many exciting people lined up as it is. So I'm going to try to bust them out as much as I can. If you have any ideas, suggestions, or you're interested in being interviewed, please uh, send me a message because I'm always open for any suggestion. Now, we know there are many different professionals that utilize NKT, chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists, acupuncturists, and even some medical doctors and osteopaths. There are even yoga instructors, Pilates instructors, strength and conditioning specialists, and personal trainers. Now, while it's easy to see how a healthcare professional might utilize NKT, it's not so clear how others might incorporate it into their practice. So tonight, I'm interviewing a trainer who runs an incredible exercise and wellness center, or wellness center called Integrated Exercise Therapy. So tonight, it's an honor to get inside the brain of Andrew Riley. Hey, Andrew, how you doing?
1: Hey, Eric. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Uh, so we hear uh, a little bit of an accent there. So for uh, those that don't know you, where are you from and how did you get here? Um,
1: I am from Dublin and Ireland, uh, and I have been in the United States since the year 2000. Um, I got uh, my degree in, in London in uh, exercise physiology in Brunel University, and I uh, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with myself. So I decided to come over here for a little while, and in a very short space of time, I, I fell in love with the place. And it's now 14 years later.
0: <laughs> and did you? I know you're married. Did you meet your wife here?
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, I basically came straight to the Hamptons. Um, if you can believe it, I came here to play rugby. Um, I, I was well, uh, studying in university in London. I played at the professional club, uh, London Irish, and. When I finished my degree, I basically wasn't good enough to make a living doing that. Um, and so some people uh, who had the club over here decided to bring me over and, and play over here for a while and just uh, decide what I wanted to do with myself. And once I came here and, you know, experienced the Hamptons and uh, spent a little time here, I decided this is somewhere I wanted to stay and met my wife here. And, uh, you know, two kids later and one, one on the way in a business and two houses, it's uh, – it's, they're going to have to drag, drag me away.
0: <laughs> well, congrats. I didn't know your wife was pregnant. That's awesome, man.
1: Thank thank and you very much.
0: How far along is she?
1: Uh, she's about 18 weeks.
0: Oh, relatively new. Boy or girl, did you find out? Are you going to find out?
1: Uh, I'm going to find out in a couple more weeks.
0: Ah, uh, exciting.
1: We've got two boys yeah, already. You have, so, uh, have two we, boys, we, ah. we, Yeah, I think we'd like this one to be a girl.
0: I had two girls, and um, for the third, I was pretty convinced that I was definitely 100% having another girl. And um, I was fine with it. I was like, you know, no problem. I'll have have three girls. That's fine. Well, as soon as the ultrasound tech said penis, I was doing a backflip. I literally screamed. It was the funniest thing ever. (laughs) So you never know. All right. Anyway, so – Okay, so you said you had a degree in kinesiology, is that correct?
1: Exercise physiology.
0: Exercise physiology. Okay, great. Um so how, what did you, what next? So you came here, did you you had to get some additional training? What did what did you study? Um
1: I mean, yeah, I mean I I, I also had uh, personal training certification um and I basically started out as just a a standard personal trainer. Um and uh, just, you know, working in a gym just doing regular, you know, everyday training. But um, you know, as I basically kind of went through it and, you know, read a couple of books and, and went online a little bit, uh, I discovered Grey Cook and uh, I would say that's probably was the, the, the beginning of kind of my evolution as a personal trainer. Um, and I think in 2003, I think I got, uh, um, FMS certified and I basically bought every DVD he had, every book he had, I only had one book at the time but he had this secret series of DVDs and I took the FMS and just absolutely was enthralled by the idea of, of what he was doing and how he was, how he was kind of changing movement and changing how we looked at movement and how we looked at our clients. Um, and so, uh, I really kind of threw myself into that and, and used the, the principles and used the FMS and used the, um, the different correctives that they were using, um, and, and had great success with it. Um, And that was kind of the start of my no longer becoming just a regular personal trainer. Um, So as I delved further into that, I kind of looked for more and more things. Um, So that kind of brought me to uh, a corrective exercise specialist, which was kind of, uh, you know, what I kind of saw myself as for a while, I guess, um, where, you know, the National Academy of Sports Medicine had a a specific certification as that. Um, So now I was FMS certified, I was corrective exercise uh, certified. And the evolution continued um and then uh i think then basically i found you know perry Nicholson at at, at one of the at one of the f m s seminars i was at, and that took me now you know down down another road towards his stuff and uh you know like like pretty much everybody who's ever you know taken n k t that's that's how you get to n k t um you, you you meet Perry or you see perry's page and then you you get introduced to do an n k t video and um that was definitely, you know, the the next huge jump in the evolution of, of what I was doing and, and how I was looking at training basically uh you know as as a whole.
0: Pretty cool. Um and, and I forget, how, did you mention how long you've been in business? You you work for what did you work for you worked for a gym at first? How did that work out? Yeah, so
1: I mean i w I've actually I worked for a gym only for a short time, only for about a year. Um, and I, I basically because I, I had a bunch of clients, I went out on my own and I was ended like an independent trainer working at a, a, a facility. Um, so I've been basically kind of in my own, in business for myself for you know twelve, thirteen years. Um, but I only opened up my facility um, in August of two thousand and twelve.
0: Oh wow um,
1: I, I had been uh, I had been working in another facility. Um, with a couple of guys, with three or four of us who were independent trainers in this facility. Um, and, and it, you know, we, we enjoyed it there. It was great. But it, I just felt it was time for me to, to, to take the next step. Um, and the funny story about when, when I went to open my facility, I mean, this is kind of how life works out. Sometimes I decided to do this. And I talked to some guys and said, listen, you know, I'm going to open this facility. It's going to be great. This is how we're going to do it. It's going to have all the tools and all the toys we want. Um, and I'd like you guys, you know, if you'd like to come and become an independent personal trainer at my facility. And so two guys said they would do it. And I kind of did my numbers out. That was, you know, I would be there and I would train my clients and I would collect rent from these two guys. And that would basically cover my rent and I would be able to make money as a trainer with my rent paid. I thought this is, this is going to be a great life. Um, and about, you know, a month or six weeks maybe before I opened up, um, both guys decided not to come, um, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is not how I expected this." Um, so I decided to, you know, I was basically committed, and I, I, everything, money was down, things were done, and I was I was going to do anyway. Um, and I opened up, uh, and I, I had one guy who came, a, a different guy came, kind of working under me. Um, but you know, had these two guys come and, and, and done it, I basically would have had free rent, but I wouldn't have been making a whole lot of money um and now we're now you know 18 months down the line um and i have three people who work under me uh we do about 150 sessions a week uh and we did over 7500 sessions last year um so it's sometimes uh you know life closes a closes a door and opens a window um you know you get curveballs thrown at you but sometimes it's for the best
0: Awesome, and and so your employees are they trained at NKT as well?
1: Yep, um, we have we have a pretty unique facility with regard to that, especially given the fact that we're not you know medical professionals. Um, there's four of us, uh, myself and Mike, are both have both taken level three NKT. My first NKT seminar, I had to go back and look at this. Up was January 2012, I believe you were in my class, Eric, and we were in the That's second, right. the second ever NKT. Uh, level one class um, right. and I took uh, I took in May 2012 we took level two summer 2013 we took level three and I have assisted three level ones two level twos as well as the taking I believe I've been to seven NKT seminars um, and if I could throw in a little bit of advice for anybody who's new at this uh, take every chance you can get to get to one of these seminars because it doesn't matter if it's your first or your 10th, you learn something every single day.
0: Exactly. That's what I was talking about last time I assisted Kathy on a level two, and I came out with a ton of knowledge. It was awesome. Right. So I agree Absolutely. with you there. Right, so, so, we, so we
1: have, we, 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 there's four of us, Um, myself and Mike are uh, both taking level three, uh, Molly McDonald's taking level two, and Gordon's taking level one. However, um, because there are four of us doing it basically, you know, I won't say all day, every day, because not every session is NKT, but but we're pretty much doing it all day, every day. We all use – we're all basically working at a level three standard, and we're actually all working at a level three California standard for those who have taken level three understand what that basically means. Um, and we bounce things off each other all day long. Um, if someone's got a break and someone else is working with a client and they have a problem – we literally jump in, spend five, ten minutes, sometimes there'll be three people working on one client if there's an issue if something and we we just have fun with it. We're we're basically movement geeks and uh we just can't get enough of it. And so we're 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 there basically, you know, six, seven days a week, ten hours a day, uh doing N K T sometimes a little bit in a session, sometimes for the whole session. Um so it's 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 pretty unique. I'm not aware of anywhere else where there's there's four people do N K T all day long like that.
0: No, it sounds pretty awesome. And I know um, when we were talking earlier, uh, before we were recording, you had mentioned that you have uh, some people come out and spent, like Kathy Dooley came to your facility and and worked with you guys for a day. Is that Mm -hmm. that right? How did that work out?
1: Yes. So, um, like I said, we we are moving peaks, and um, we basically can't get enough knowledge. Um, So when we're not working with clients, We're trying to figure out a way how we can, you know, how can we get some more knowledge? How can we, you know, get some more DVDs or or get to another seminar? And it's tough sometimes to get to seminars because we've got wives and kids and and families. Um, So what basically I figured out was that, you know, if I could have an opportunity to get some of the smartest people that I know to come to us, um, and whenever there's a situation where we can make this happen, um, I do. So we have had Kathy Dooley come out. Uh, we've had David McGedigan, who is uh, one, of the, one of the NKT Europe guys. He's also one of the AIM instructors, and um, he's been out, and we've had John the Greek come out and do some great restorative breathing work, um, and we've done the Skype sessions with Thomas Wells, and then as we're, we're taking AIM this weekend, again, my whole team is taking AIM this weekend, and we're bringing two of the instructors out to our facility for two days uh, on Monday and Tuesday after A.I.M. Um, they're here, we're taking it and we just thought what a great idea for them to come out and spend two days with us basically implementing it and really, you know, cementing it into into our, into our brains and into our practice every day to, to you know, how we're going to use it and we should really get, get comfortable with it. Um, I just think, you know, there's so many smart people out there. Why not, why not learn from them? Why not you get them, you know, out, out to you for the day just to, 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 you know, interact with them and really see how things work.
0: Wow, that sounds uh, pretty amazing, actually. Pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty cool. And I know you've also said you've done some Skype sessions with, like, Thomas Wells for your training staff yep. as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we um, we did Level 3 in, in New York, and then there was some new concepts introduced to Level 3 in California. Um, and, you know, as you know, there's, there's three different NKT page, scholars pages. There's your NKT scholars page, there's the advanced, and then there's the master's page. Um, and so we were on the master's page looking at some of the posts and they just, you know, we weren't understanding them. Um, they, they, they really introduced some new concepts that were totally foreign. Um, so I basically called up Thomas and said, you know, we don't understand this. Um, is it possible? Can we do some Skype sessions with you? And he said, absolutely. So, um, you know, with, with the the beauty of the, uh, the the West coast time zone, um, my whole team got together at 11 o'clock at night. Um, so we could, so we could, uh, um, it wasn't, I think, I think we got there at 10 maybe, but it was, it, it was some crazy time because of the West coast and we did, you know, a two hour Skype session with Thomas uh-huh. going over exactly what these new concepts were and how to implement them and how they were going to change our paradigm. And, and really the, 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 that new stuff at, 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 level three there, I mean, there's there's a lot of aha moments and a lot of kind of epiphanies on NKT. When you first learn it, there's a whole kind of paradigm shift and when you get to level two, there's another paradigm shift. When you get to level three, there's an even bigger paradigm shift, and it's 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 even more incredible how it works. Um, so we, we wanted to make sure that we were on board with that because it was going to help us help more people. And if our if our clients were you know not going to be getting the best they could get from us because it was something that we 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 just couldn't be bothered to learn, well we decided that we were going to learn it. Um, and it took. Two hours that day, and we set aside two hours the next day on our own, and an hour the following day on our own. And by the time the third day came around, we we were all pretty comfortable with it. So um, it was it's it's pretty great stuff, and we're, we're I'm very very happy that we did it.
0: Awesome, excellent. And you mentioned your clients, and um, so <laughs> I don't know much about the Hamptons, but when I think of the Hamptons, I think of that's where all the celebrities go for vacation. So, uh, who, who are you, some of your clients? Are they athletes? Are they regular people? Who, who are these people, and where do you get them from?
1: Most most of our clients are regular people. Um, there 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 are there are an awful lot of people who live in the Hamptons year round who just you know just happen to live there, and are not celebrities and not you know famous people. Um, we we basically deal for the majority with regular everyday folks. You'll say between thirty five and seventy. That's kind of the bread and butter of our clients. Um, We have a a pretty great uh, youth program with high school athletes coming through. We've got about 20 to 25 uh, high school athletes who come in and kind of work in groups of two and three. Um, And they've had incredible success this year. Um, And we have some, uh, we have a couple of uh, college kids who come back, some college athletes who come back in the summertime. Um, and we're very, very lucky to work with a couple of pro athletes. Um, very privileged to work with Brad Richards of the Rangers, and some of the other guys we've worked with: uh, Otto and Carl Haglin, and I believe some of the guys, uh, Rick Nash and Marty Saint are coming up this summer. Um, so that's that's it's very, very, uh, very fortunate and very you know, uh, proud to be able to, to work with guys like that. Um, but to be honest, on a daily basis, our clients are just everyday normal people.
0: Everyday normal people. Excellent and okay. So let's talk a little bit about your training sessions. Um, mm-hmm. You know how do how do you have them formatted?
1: Um, well, so I guess it's a, it, 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 in, in a typical NKT answer. It depends. Um, it, it depends on. I would say we could let's say break them up into two groups. Uh, let's say group A is is a training client who basically has no pain, no issues, or very little issues and and they're they're basically there to get in great shape or to get in better shape we'll say um, those people basically have a pretty standard uh, program where we will only use NKT when necessary so they might be you know working through a, you know whatever program it is and all of a sudden they're doing a deadlift or let's say, and as they do their deadlift, you know something feels not quite right and they say okay say okay let's uh, let's go upstairs and, and jump on the table and so we'll we'll then go into maybe five or ten minutes of n k t try and figure something out um and then hopefully we, we get that resolved and they're right back into their session again um but there are there are other people um who have who have more issues i mean when you're dealing with clients in the, in their fifties sixties and seventies um there's 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 a lot of issues there's a lot of dysfunction there's a lot of poor posture there's a lot of stuff that people need help with and um And that's where where we're doing more NKT with those people. So those people might actually, you know, if someone walks in the door tomorrow and says, I'd like to start training, Um, I have a a bad shoulder, because pretty much if you're 60 years of age, most people do. I got some back pain, because most people do. I got poor posture, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, We're basically starting with them with a two-hour evaluation. Um, Everybody who walks through the door gets an SFMA. Every single client, whether they are healthy or not, everyone gets an F- SFMA. Um, they may get an FMS if they're an athlete, but even that, to be honest, most people, are, they're, they're going to funk at least one test with, with pain, and at that stage, the, the FMS, we're back, to, we're back to the SFMA again. Um, so everybody gets an SFMA. Everyone gets a history. Everyone gets we, – we, we evaluate and assess them breathing, uh, walking, crawling, rolling, hip hinging, how they sit, how they, especially with the older people, older clients. I want to see how they sit, sit in the chair, how they stand back up out of the chair, because people come in and say, "Well, I got back pain," and, and I watch them sit down in their chair and watch them get back up in the chair and video them, and show them the video, and they usually can't believe us because they're just hinging right from the lumbar spine. They're leaning every, all you know, using their lumbar spine as a fulcrum to get up and down, and that's the reason why they're in pain. Um, so everyone gets that. Uh, we get nice long evaluation. We have plenty, plenty of time. One of the benefits of us not being, a, you know, a, a, a medical professionals in the healthcare field is that we don't have to worry about insurance. We are not any of these things telling us what to do. I, I'm there to, to help people move better, uh, to help to restore better movement, restore um, functional movement, and, and, and we can use a variety of tools to do that, and that's going to be starting with our SFMA, breathing work, restorative breathing um, techniques. We use um, AIM, which we're learning this weekend, NKT. So we, we use a broad range of tools to try and get the job done. Um, and, but once we get people, let's say if we do an SFMA and we, we identify some stuff with, with NKT that we're going to work on, the idea is to get them off that table as fast as possible. Um, the, the, the goal of NKT is not to meet us, um, for, as far as I'm concerned. We we, we want to get people moving and get them training. Um, so hopefully we we maybe spend... You know, half an hour an hour doing stuff with regard to your evaluations, assessments, and NKT, and, and, and then get them up, and we go through from there. Basically, the four by four matrix is where we're going with that. So, um, we want to see how you roll. Can you can you roll? Um, which again, most people can't. Um, from there, can you? You know, how is quadruped? Can you can you crawl? Um, can you do the quadruped patterns? And then tall kneeling. Um, can you can you own those patterns? I'm not going to load somebody up especially if this is somebody who's, you know, 60 years of age, who has a history of back pain bouts, who has a history of poor posture and shoulder pain, et cetera. I'm not going to load them up until I know they own the 4 by 4 patterns. And, and when they own them and they can show me that they, they, they really have great movement quality, then I've got no problem loading them up and really, you know, having people work. But we just want to make sure that we restore movement correctly. We want to make sure we regress them to progress them. We regress them all the way back to the floor, Make them own each pattern, build them back up again, and that way I know that we're we're basically doing the right thing by them. So that when we do get them pushing a sled or doing a deadlift, which again everyone in my facility does if if, if they can, uh, we have 85 year old men deadlifting. He um, may not be a lot of weight, but he wants to pick up something off the floor. He needs to learn how to hinge, hinge his hips. So own the, the the four by four patterns, and then we'll get people moving.
0: Awesome. Wow. It, what, do I... it, what do I? How, I how we
1: structure that? <laughs>
0: That's great, man. That sounds that sounds like a perfect facility, really. Um, so, how do you get people? I mean, I'm sure you do. That are just like, I just want to work out. I mean, do you get those yep. kind of people too? I, I,
1: absolutely, um, and 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 that's cool. Um, but I still give them an SFMA. <laughs> I, I just want to, you know, we just want to make sure everyone moves correctly. We still make them honor honor the the, the, the um, the principles of, of basically what we want to see as far as what we think is, is, is good movement. Um, you know, Greg Cook says first move well, then move often. I just want to make sure somebody moves well. And I'm I'm we have several clients that, you know, essentially it might not look a whole lot different from what you might see in a CrossFit with regard to the intensity of their workout. Um we have some people that really do work hard, but that's only because they showed me they can and they can own their movement, and they can do it safely, and they can do it properly. And if you if you can, hey listen. We'll we'll give you everything that you need in, in, in the program.
0: Right. So they have to earn it, but I mean, I'm sure you get some. I mean, do you, so I guess everyone gets your philosophy on that first uh, two-hour intro, and hopefully. Oh yeah. Let, I mean, uh,
1: we're very fortunate in in in, and I have absolutely. We we have turned down people. We've turned down a number of people. Um. If if they don't want to work within the parameters that we're setting, if they don't want to go through the progressions and they don't want to do it the way I want to do it, there are plenty of other gyms, and I'm happy to refer them to a gym down the road. Not a problem.
0: Nice. So, so yeah, so they don't have a problem if you're doing a move and it's not working out, and you just say, hey, let's see if we can break that down a little bit, and then you'll, what, do you have a table um, right there, or how does that work?
1: Um so, so we, the, the facility is kind of is really kind of cool. The way we have it designed, um, it's, it's basically two floors. Upstairs uh, is really bright and open, uh, and we have uh, we've got some tables up there, um, and we've got a nice big open space where we do kind of like gait analysis and walking in that. And but that's where we do a lot of our you know, assessments and a lot of um, some of the cardio work. We've got some cardio equipment upstairs, and the you know the. The basics like that. Um, and then we have a downstairs facility, which is all turf. It's 1,300 square feet, um, and it's just, it's just turf top to bottom. Um, we don't have any as such machines at all. Um, upstairs, I have a, I have a Kaiser um, hydraulic um, functional trainer. But I mean, downstairs, it's, uh, it's all turf. Um, we have kettlebells. We have hurdles. We have sleds. We have ropes. Um, we have Olympic weights, Olympic bars, barbells. Um, and that's where we do the the real work. That's that's where that's where people are really working hard downstairs. So we can we can kinda keep the two areas a little bit separated. So if someone's doing M K T upstairs and somebody else is throwing a med ball against the wall downstairs, it's not, it's not so much of a problem. So yeah, if you're downstairs you're doing something and it's not looking right because it's not feeling right, you get told pretty quickly, All right, up we go, we're going upstairs, jump on a table, let's break this down and see if we can figure out what's going on.
0: Awesome. Now, obviously, you get people with aches and pains as pretty much everybody, as you said, in that age group has mm-hmm. something. But what do you do if someone has pretty much pretty significant pain? How do you, how do you deal with that?
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is something that comes up with trainers a lot as far as, you know, how you deal with pain. And, and, and one of the things that, that you used to always say was, well, when you have pain, you, you refer out. You just refer out, refer out, refer out. Um, I will tell you that I, I have made my business successful by being able to safely train clients who have pain. Um, basically, we, I, I wanna see, okay, if someone comes in to me with pain, then I wanna say, okay, where are you coming from? Are you coming from a doctor? Okay, have you got a doctor telling me that there are no red flags? All the major, you know, big things that could be possibly wrong here are not present and you just have some muscle pain or some back pain or a PT can't figure it out. Um, then we're gonna say, okay, again, I'm looking at my SFMA top tier and I'm looking for what are my um, functional non-painful patterns. And if you're giving me five functional non-painful patterns, I'm pretty sure I can figure out five patterns to train you in that you're not going to have pain in. Um, And I think that's, one for me, one of the big kind of pluses of an SFMA that's probably not being utilized enough is that it'll tell you where you can safely exercise somebody. Now it also tells us you know, where you can and where we got a problem. And so, if someone walks in the door and they and they got pretty significant neck pain, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm sending people out. No no problem whatsoever. I've, I've got chiropractors, physical therapists, doctors, everybody in, in the team that I refer to. Um, but again, the idea that if, if I had to refer out everybody every client I had in pain, I'd probably lose seventy percent of clients as far as on any any given day as far as whether that's just the way. Um, adults are right now. If you're a baby boomer and you're, you're in your 60s, your 70s, there's something on your body that hurts. Um, so we basically try and figure out a way to um, assess them, correct them, train the patterns we know are, are, are non painful patterns, do what we can do, use NKT. Um, but if we're working with somebody and we've done three or four sessions um, and they're not getting any better, then we're going to say, listen, okay, we can continue to train you here. But let's, get, let's bring somebody else in, and that's one of the reasons we do bring in those outside people quite a lot. When we bring in uh, a, a Kathy Dooley or we bring in a John the Greek or, or David McGettigan or Robert Kavanaugh who's going to come later in the summer, he's one of the instructors from NKT Europe. Um, it's not just for us to you know, learn on our own. We, have, we bring in clients, and we have them assess the clients. Um, so one way or another, we're getting uh, we're, we're getting we're getting our our clients um, seen. I actually have a, a client who is in San Francisco this weekend, and as a client, a, a difficult case for me. And he's me, "I'm going to San Francisco." I said, "Okay, you're going to go see Thomas Wells," and he saw Thomas Wells yesterday, got evaluated, and and we're moving forward with a plan um, from from his evaluation with Thomas as to where we should be going from here. So um, yeah, we we got it people in pain because honestly if you're a personal trainer you know, half your clients are in pain but there's definitely some guidelines and some rules we got to follow and that's uh you know neck pain refer out um exercise people in non painful patterns and and if you if 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 nothing's changing you you just you just got to you know get somebody and you got to keep on you know, uncovering rocks until somebody can figure out what's going on
0: awesome man well you i mean so far what you're saying is just Uh, beautiful. I mean, this is how facilities, training facilities should be set up, man. Uh, You're just saying the right things. It sounds perfect. It it sounds like a great environment, and hopefully you'll inspire uh, some other trainers to to set up their businesses similarly, and I encourage Mm -hmm. every trainer... Uh, well, I don't know if every trainer, but most trainers that if you do NKT, feel free to reach out to Andrew because what he's saying is just phenomenal, and he's been there, done that. So if you have questions, just shoot him his way. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to answer them. And on that Good. note, I have let's segue right into probably the most popular question that seems to be on the scholars page is that, and you know, I think you know where we're going with with the way I phrase Good. it, but. Are you licensed to touch, and if not, how do you have the patients perform the release? That is straight off the scholars page, so um, what is your reply uh, to this?
1: Okay. Uh, we do not diagnose. We do not treat. We do not manipulate. We do not release. Uh, the, the, all of those things are for medical professionals, um, and it's funny that this, this, we were talking before we came on, this question is, is such a hot question and everybody wants to know the answer. Um, and my answer is pretty simple. Um, everybody, all the medical professionals give people homework. And they all tell people, I want you to do your homework three times a day, four times a day, I want you to do this, 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 and they teach people how to do. Well, if that works, why is anyone surprised that I use this in my facility every day the same way and it's working for me? So what we do is we have sticks, we have lacrosse balls, we've got spiky balls, we've got rollers. I have something called a DMS, which is deep muscle stimulator, which is a $3,000 massage gun. Um, and depending on what we're working with, who we're working with, what we're trying to get to, we could also stretch. We do my fossil stretch. There is a dozen ways to get the job done. Um, is it as beneficial as if I had a hands-on license and was an A or T specialist? Of course not. Absolutely. We, that would be... That would be the the desired approach, but my contention after doing this for 28 months um, is that uh, if you do the right history intake and if you do the right evaluate assessments and evaluations with regard to SFMA, it doesn't have to be SFMA, but that's just what I choose, Um, and if you, you, you think it out correctly, uh, and use the MKT protocols and get to the right place, and this is something that 's really, really important because, as we go through this journey of NKT, we figure out that sometimes we were not releasing the correct thing and that 's again for people get out there, take level two, and take level three um, and, and you 'll see what i 'm talking about here but if you if you get to the right place and get find the right relationship um, in my humble opinion. It doesn't matter that I'm only using a stick or a lacrosse ball or a spiky ball or a roller to get the job done. If you get to the right place, it it still works. Um, so, yes, it would be optimal to be able to use, use uh, hands-on, and I'm in the process. I'm trying to recruit somebody who, who can will, will be hands-on for us because it would be optimal, but we do it all day, every day with the regard to using the sticks and lacrosse balls, the spiky balls, and the roller. And we teach the clients how to do this, and we make videos for the clients, send them home and say, hey, this is your homework. Do it three times a day, four times a day, and they've been getting better. So um, this is a big hot-button question on on the scholar's page, but to me it's a storm in a teacup, just exactly the same way as we give them their homework. It works at home. Why won't it work here?
0: Excellent. Yeah, common sense. Approach, (laughs) yeah. I I sometimes I'm I'm a kid guy. I'm a
1: a, keep keep it simple, stupid. That's that's one of my models.
0: Yeah, man, and that's you know that's the way it is, and and that's true. And I find myself uh, dealing that a lot with patients. uh, Thinking about that, like, wow, you could just release this yourself. And especially once we get into like pelvic floor stuff, um, you know, part of the treatment there is a self-release anyway. So they're doing that on their Mm -hmm. own. So sure. Yep. Why not have absolutely. uh, the release. It makes perfect sense, and when you say it like that, it's easy. And that's how all these different trainer types can utilize NKT. It's it's awesome. It's simple. It really is. So I know you kind of touched upon this before, but let's just um, um, you know let's just re go over it. So um, you find so you have a client, they have an issue. You do the SFMA. You find the issue. You do NKT. You show them uh, the self releases. Now, mm-hmm. what um, – so, so this is a session. How, how long is a typical session, you know, a follow-up session? Uh,
1: so basically, you know, the, the initial evaluations could be two hours, and basically every session after that is going to be an hour unless we decide for whatever reason it needs to be longer. But I would say that 90% of those sessions are going to be one-hour sessions.
0: Okay. So you do your assessment, your treatment, your NKT stuff. Then mm-hmm. you incorporate your, the correctives, into the workout, how does that yeah work? i
1: mean so so this again this is this is probably again one of the areas I, and uh, I talked you a little bit this about before we came on about um you know my my weakness as a trainer um with regard to my my inability to to touch and to do hands on, I feel then we turn into a strength on the other end because if you know if you're a massage therapist and someone's coming to you for massage on your table and you're in your little room. It's not a whole lot of room to do anything, and maybe they don't really want to do anything, especially if they've got no clothes on. So, you know, every single client with us goes through certain things that we're going to do every session. They're going to be moving in every single session. And so then the homework becomes a warm up essentially. So, if we're going to uh, get someone off the table, we're going downstairs, and we've been working, let's say, for you know, argument's sake, on, on their you know, inhibited glutes. Well, we're going downstairs, and you you can bet the first three four exercises we're, we're going to be doing glute bridges. Then we're going to be doing quadruped hip extension. Then we're going to do mini band walks, and and we're going to be, you know going through this stuff, you know, followed by let's say a hip flexor stretch. That that's what's going to perform their the they their 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 warm up for their workout. And then we're going to put them through some other patterns, like I said, through the four by four matrix, where we want to get people, hit you know. Uh, Rolling, everyone, it's it's one of our favorite things to do. If you come into our facility and go downstairs, you will be guaranteed to see at least two or three people on the floor. They're either rolling or they're crawling. Um, And we've got to own those patterns. So we're going to get people off the table. We're going to get whatever it is we need to get as far as NKT as a warm-up, and then we're going to put through some movement patterns in that 4x4 matrix, basically, that's going to be rolling, that's going to be crawling, that's going to be tall kneeling, up to hip hinging, and going from there, and if, if we have any issues at any point, we kind of regress back again, and we're constantly um, regressing and progressing exercises, and, and that's to me one of the kind of the big keys, if you want to be this sort of a trainer, you know, you cannot go in with a program that just says, here's our program for today, because it just ain't going to work, um, you better have plan B and plan C, you better have a, a regression and lateralization, or regression and progression for everything, because You you just have to figure out where their neural edge is, and that's going to be the key for NKT. If you push it past that neural edge, you're back on the table again, and you've got to redo everything and kind of lock it back in, then take them back through those patterns all over again.
0: Excellent. Now, you mentioned uh, that you utilize Olympic weightlifting, you use kettlebells. Uh, Do you guys have, you know, any of your trainers have additional certifications in that stuff or Something you dabble um, in? So
1: uh, let's see what we got. We have, um, uh, well, so we got NKT, we got SFMA, we're all SFM, or, sorry, FMS. Um, we're all Titleist Performance Institute uh, golf fitness trainers. Um, we're taking AIM this weekend. Um, I think we also, um, Molly has the restorative breathing um, certification. Uh, I think we have an original strength certification. With regard to kettlebells, um, we do not have a certification in the kettlebells. However, it is something that we do incorporate every single day. Um, it's something that we've all been basically doing for seven or eight years, um, but just haven't got to a seminar with regard to getting a certification for it. So we would uh, – you, you, there, there are some really great drills, um, and even some of them we don't even, you know, even have the kettlebell yet. So let's say, for example, um, we got 70-year-old people on the ground well, they're doing Turkish get up. You might not have any weight in their hand, but they're 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 learning that pattern. A, because it's really helpful to get them off the floor um, if they fall down, and B, because it's just a great pattern. You know, for hip, basically trying to get your hip, your core, and your opposite side all you know, um, you know functioning at the same time correctly. <clears throat> so, uh, if it, pretty much everybody comes, like I said, comes to our facility is, is deadlifting. That might be with a kettlebell. So, might be deadlifting kettlebell, swinging kettlebell, Turkish get up. Um, that's pretty much the three go-to exercises we would use the kettlebell. Um, the Olympic stuff is not really being done by any of the older clients. That's more of our athletes. Um, so the, the, athletes are doing the, um, the, you know, like cleans, deadlifts, um, snatches, <clears throat> et cetera. Um, so we, we pretty much run the gamut when it comes to, you know, our, our tools of choice with regard to getting people in, sh- in, in shape and, um, we're, we're, we're using everything that, that that's out there that we feel is going to be the best benefit for our clients.
0: Excellent. Well, let's talk a little bit about some uh, some clients then. Why don't you give me some examples of you know maybe someone you saw today? A new person came in. You know what their goals were. You know how you how you ran through someone in your head uh, today that you saw, for example. Um,
1: okay. Um, so uh, I had a client come in. Um, with elbow pain. And um, this was an interesting client because the client was actually a personal trainer. Um, and if you look at this lady, she is in amazing shape for, you know, 50 years of age. Really amazing shape. But um, she had elbow pain, and I did an F-FMA, and the results were less than stellar. Uh, she pretty much just was a total mess. Um, and I could tell this NKT was going to be the same way. Um and so I went to test her course, okay, this is N K T, this is what we're gonna do. We're just gonna see, you know, if if your muscles are really functioning correctly and that way we can make sure you're you know performing optimally and, and see if we can figure out why your elbow is doing a lot more work than it should be doing. Um and um again, uh, pretty much nothing was worked the way it was supposed to work. She was compensating just everywhere there was to compensate. Um and it was quite because she kept on saying, Well, what's my glute? I'll do, my elbow? Um but she was a big tennis player, and her right hip had nothing whatsoever, and her right elbow was very sore. Um, breathing was awful. And so basically what we did is we, we taught her how to breathe. We got her glutes switched back on again. We got her upper traps released with a lacrosse ball. And after about 45 minutes, we had her moving around doing some basic drills. And uh, her elbow pain was down 60 or 70%. Um, didn't uh, didn't have to put my hands on her, didn't have to do like that. But basically, she was using her neck and shoulder muscles to breathe 24-7. She was using her elbow way too much to try and swing a tennis racket because she had no uh, no hip extension coming through and nothing, no power coming from her hips and her core because it was all being locked up by uh, her calves and her upper traps and all these different things. So um, that was a kind of a fun one for someone who kind of had an idea of what she was getting when she came in but really kind of didn't quite work out that way. Um And, um, I had another fun one today, which was, which is a client who's been a client with us for about six months. And, um, she came because she had bilateral par fractures uh, in her spine. Um, she had been working out somewhere else and, um, lifted an enormous amount of weight. Not, not a big girl, but really a, a huge amount of weight. And as far as I'm concerned, had really awful technique in deadlift and she basically broke her back. And so, um she did she went and she rested and and the uh the the the, the pars healed up, and she did some p t and she got referred over to us to basically you know uh, train a different way um and so when we when when I first met her and did the evaluations um and i ordered her to show you know show me the case you did this out show show me your deadlift um and it was just awful i mean it was it, it was it was no surprise to me whatsoever this woman had you know fractured her spine doing this. And she had two hundred pounds in the bar at the time. Um and she's about five three, hundred and twenty pounds. Um and so today was a was a really cool day because we had basically been taking her from the ground up and building her back up by I mean I would she didn't have a weight for the first like six weeks. She didn't lift anything. Um we did so many tall kneeling, hip-hinging drills and breathing drills and rolling drills and crawling drills. And all she wanted to do was lift weight. And and it's taken basically six months for her to really grasp the idea of what we're doing. Um, But today, basically, we threw down the bar. Um, We think we put like 120 pounds on it. And she banged out like seven reps of an absolutely, technically perfect deadlift. And she said it felt just so easy I put the video up on Facebook for, her and just you know, it just it was a really cool day to see somebody who comes in basically after being destroyed by awful form and, and someone who really should have known better, telling her, yeah, yeah, you can do this. Um, to to really go through the progressions, do it properly, learn how to breathe, learn how to move, learn how to crawl, own all of those patterns, and then basically get right back up to a deadlift, which is where she basically snapped her back in half. And, and just totally nail it perfectly. So that was a very cool, a uh, very cool moment for me. For uh, you know someone working very, very hard and, and getting uh, getting what they deserve.
0: That's that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Now, um, so I guess that she was probably challenging to understand the concept of what you were trying to do. Um, how about any challenging cases uh, that you've seen lately?
1: uh yes we get uh we do get a, we do get a couple of them um i guess it's kind of a double edged sword you know when you uh when you have a success with a bunch of people um you get busy um but when you have success with a bunch of people you do tend to get some funny cases and some unusual ones and some some challenging ones um and i i definitely have three or four cases that um you know we i, I can't fix and uh and I feel better because I can refer out to other people and sometimes they can't fix them either. Um, but I said that the guy who, who was in San Francisco this weekend um, came to me with basically um, a pelvic floor problem. So he came and said, um, I um, I have a, what I think is an impingement of the penando nerve. And I said, um, that's out of my scope. You need to go see somebody else. So he did, and he went back, and he saw somebody else, and then he said, "Well, it's, it's now it's not an impingement of the nerve, but I need you to train me, work with me, because I'm a triathlete. So I brought him back. And I said, "Okay, in that case, I'll, you know, we, we can we can work on that end." Um, and when I tested his core, nothing worked. He had basically no no glutes, no core, no obliques, no TVA, no rectus, no multipus, no nothing. And the only way he could make anything work um, was to uh, therapy localize on his per- on his perineum, on his public floor. Um, and uh, everything kind of locked on solid. Um, but this was a, it, this was not going to be just one of those easy, okay, there you go, there's his problems who are fixed. Um, it, was, it it had basically been so embedded and ingrained into him over uh, he sits for a living um, and then he just tries to do on top, triathlons on top of that, and it's just a bad combo for him because he sits way too much and he's not in good enough shape to really do these Ironman triathlons. Um and so we've we've made some progress and he's feeling much better but it's he's not better. Um and unfortunately these are the ones that uh that keep me awake at night. Um we might have uh hundred and fifty sessions in a weekend and then maybe three people who are not feeling the way they should. Um and all I can think about is the three people that were not feeling the way they should. So um I got him to see a physical therapist, we got some more, some more maybe some more benefit, a little bit better, but maybe he's only seventy percent better, not a hundred percent better. And so when he was in San Francisco. I said, "All right, go see Thomas Wells." Now Thomas, I emailed back and forth with him this morning, and he found a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting Thomas's notes and 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 advice as to where we should go from here. Because um, for me, to, I mean, I I know there's 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 a lot of things we can do here, a lot of easy cases we can deal with, and really simple NKT stuff that we can figure out. But there's a whole lot of stuff that we can't. Um, I'm not too proud to ask for help and to, to, to reach out and seek, seek the right people, um, even though that means it's halfway across the country. Um, but I, I was not able to fix this guy, um, but Thomas seems to have stumbled across some good stuff, so I'm looking forward to uh, getting some notes from him and maybe where we can go next.
0: Awesome, man. Again, that utilizing the NKT network. I mean, someone like you who's been doing uh, NKT for as long as me and, um, you know, more than most people, and you've done level three, and you still reach out to the advanced practitioners, and and I mean that's amazing. I mean that's the biggest thing we try to get across to the new practitioners is you know private message some people, ask for help. I mean they're out there, they 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 have the experience. I believe me, I asked Thomas and and others and David um, and and Joseph Schwartz I talked to and, and and other people as well you know just reaching out asking for help on tough cases cuz the reality is you know as good as NKT is um we're just we're all novices <laughs> we're learning David's been doing this for over 30 years you know we're learning we're putting in the time we're learning and um you know, some of some people have have done it longer, and as a result, they know more because they have more experience, and that's beautiful. I
1: mean, there's there's one also little thing too, and I, this is a kind of a trap that sometimes we fall into because you find something like NKT, which is just you know, it, which is, for me has been life changing. There's no doubt about it. NKT has changed my life. There's just there's no doubt about that. But NKT can't fix everything, and there have been a bunch of cases that we've done where we tried in KT and, you know, three or four sessions in, we didn't have a whole lot of success. I and mean, we went to restorative breathing or I went to some, um, I gave a lady with some hip pain last week. Um, I'd done a few sessions. She got 80% better, but it wasn't holding. Um, and I looked at her feet and her feet were totally locked up. And I sent her some marching um, um, foot mobility um, exercises and also some uh, uh, Andrea Spine, uh intrinsic stability exercises. And I sent her two videos to do these every single day. And she sent me a text four days later and said, my hip pain is completely gone. Um, and she said the only thing she changed was that she was doing those videos every single day. Um, and the same with, with some clients we've had where we've gone to the restorative breathing, uh, Lois Laney stuff. And that's been the big change. NKT is phenomenal. But it's not going to fix everything. And if, ever, you know, if, you, if the only thing you have in your toolbox is a hammer, pretty much everything is going to look like a nail. Um, so I think it's important that you we just make sure that, you know, don't rely on NKT for everything. It's, it's amazing stuff, but sometimes you got to go out the, out of the box a little bit and go to some really of your tools and see, see what else you can use to, uh, to get people moving better.
0: Exactly. That's the number one thing. And I say that all the time, it's not the answer for everything, but it has opened up the door for me and obviously yourself to look yep. towards other ways and other possibilities. And it's, it's such a blessing uh, in that regard, and I agree with you. It's absolutely changed my life, and I've learned so much, and I always tell people it's inspired me to want to learn more, which is why I'm also excited to be taking the Anatomy in Motion class with you this weekend. So I look forward to uh, seeing you actually t- tomorrow night. Excellent. That's right. So um, we talked about some cases, some challenging cases, um, You've already given plenty of tips, but any other tips for trainers utilizing NKT that we haven't talked about tonight that you think might be helpful? Um, you know, basically you,
1: you gotta get creative. Right? That's the first thing. If you're a trainer using NKT, you gotta think outside of the box a little bit. You, you gotta. Um, it's all very cool when you go to the seminars and and all the the medical professionals are just you know throwing their hands on people, releasing stuff, bang, bang, bang. Oh, this is great fun at the end of the day you've got to get more creative in that and you're gonna to have to figure out ways to uh to, to utilize your skill set. Um and then the other advice for you know basically for kind of you know new new people, new trainers who are new to NKT um is, is to, to learn, 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 study, study, study. You gotta practice this stuff. Uh if if there's a study group get involved, if there's a chance to you know retake, um I know an awful lot of people that have retaken level one um i believe there's a discount for doing that um the more time you spend around nkt the better you're going to get um i'm i'm still not there yet and i've been doing this basically 8 hours a day 6 days a week for 28 months um so uh it takes a little time but the more time you put into it the more you're going to get out of it
0: amen that that is the truth and you know as we're talking and I asked you uh, before we got on the air here about working with a health care provider, but everything you've said tonight just makes me excited to want to connect with trainers that utilize NKT in my area. Uh, and I think it, you've, you're creating a great opportunity for a great relationship there. So, I mean, if there's any health care providers near you, they should be doing it. You should hook connect with someone that's doing NKT, and if not, you should find someone that, that, that wants to learn NKT, and that way you just have a solid network. And maybe even better, you even have someone at your facility. That would be ideal. And I know you mentioned the massage therapist. That, that That's a mm-hmm. great idea. But, I mean, I, I would say for any trainers out there trying to create something, you know, try to connect with a health provider that does NKT. I mean, it, it's ideal. I've got several trainers that send to me, and I send them right back because I want them moving as much as they can. What you created uh, and are creating is, is wonderful, and it's such a perfect model um, for others. So, again, I, I commend you on what you're doing, and um, I encourage any trainer out there with further questions to contact Andrew uh, on Facebook um, because it, what he's doing is, is, is top-notch, and it's, it's the next generation of training. It really is. I mean, you've got to be smart. And, you know, you can't just go in and exercise, especially if you have dysfunction. And what Andrew and his staff are doing is just unbelievable with the FMS, the SFMA. Um, then they throw in the NKT stuff, get them doing kettlebells and other stuff. Oh, it, it, it's just a beautiful, a beautiful model. So um, any, any other – I know you're doing AIM this weekend and you have um, them coming out. Do you have any other classes lined up in the future that you're going to be doing? We're
1: um... – we're looking at uh look there's a combo there's an FMS2 uh strong first combo in mm-hmm. June that we're looking at um which sounds kind of interesting um we've got obviously got our, our two levels of, of AIM um and I'm kind of looking down the horizon at uh two things with DNS which I've been wanting to take for a couple of years but it seems that you know he he puts on like two classes a year um so it's t- it's tough to find a class for that one um we have a also, uh,
0: if we have if I can cut you off for one second. We yep. have down here a DNS Sport coming in September down in uh Cherry in Hill, September Jersey. Okay.
1: Yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm 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 good for that. Um definitely New Jersey is good. And the other one is the is the F 4 C, the uh uh, Andreo, uh Spiney stuff. Yeah. Um I've been i fo- I've been following him a little bit and and, and reading some of his work and watch some of his videos and uh, he's got some really cool stuff. So the are two two things um as uh, like I said, we we are kind of movement geeks and we're kind of uh, seminar junkies. And um, quite often people are kind of shocked at how many seminars we, as far as a group of trainers, have taken and how much knowledge we have absorbed over, over the years doing it. Um, but it's really the only way to get anywhere is, is just to keep on learning, keep on learning, keep on learning, and try and, try and you know, stay ahead of the curve a little bit.
0: Awesome man! You, well, I'm telling you, you got me fired up. I mean, it's such a—you're doing such a great thing, without a doubt. You know, I have. Um, there's a gym near me where I'm where I'm teaching uh, level two in August in New Jersey. Uh, it's called uh, Escape Fitness, and they're a kettlebell gym, and it's very similar to what you have going on, where they use the FMS uh, to kind of um, identify issues. And now, two of the trainers, the owner uh, Christian Lee and and, and Moses. Uh, they both use NKT to help their clients, and if they have issues, then you know if that's a little bit above them, then they'll send them over to me, and I'll mm-hmm. um, and I'll uh, fix them up and get them right back there. And I mean, it sounds very similar to what you got going on there. I mean, it's absolutely I think, I think, and I, I've told Christian that, and as I just mentioned, what you guys are doing are the wave of the future. People are smart. They're you know they're going on the internet. They're doing research. They want to do things that are safe. So it's a little bit easier to explain things to people and they're getting it. And um like I said, I, I just it's, it sounds like you guys are, are extremely busy and uh it just sounds like you're gonna get even busier. So uh congratulations on your success. And um you much. let's see. You have any any last thing you wanna throw out there that you have on your mind?
1: Uh I think I think I pretty much uh, I've, I've got it all out at this stage.
0: Well, you know, it was uh it was a, it was an pl- absolute pleasure uh talking with you and I will see you uh tomorrow night actually uh in class. So, uh very exciting about that. So, thank you uh for joining me here on episode 11. So, I'll just finish up with a couple of announcements uh upcoming Thank you so um, much.
1: I really appreciate oh, you having yeah. me on, Eric. Thank thank you very oh, much. Oh,
0: man it It was my pleasure, man. This is good stuff i hope I hope everyone um 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 listens to this because you had some great nuggets of information in there. Uh, some upcoming stuff is uh, I'll be interviewing Michael Jackson, John the Greek, as Andrew was talking about, Christopher Warden. I've got a whole host of other people, including some strong a strong first uh, uh, kettlebell master instructor, i believe uh, michael hartle and and chiropractor. Uh, And uh, a bunch of other people lined up as well, too, trying to keep everything uh, organized here. My good friend Jory uh, is traveling around the world right now. I'm going to have him at some point. Uh, I'll be teaching Level 1 in Denver next weekend. So if you're out in Denver or out that way and you're looking to take uh, Level 1, come join me. I'll be doing another Level 1 in New Jersey in June. I mentioned the Level 2 in August You know, there's only so many Level 2s out there, so make sure you sign up. I know it's starting to fill up. I have a Level 1 in Detroit in September with my buddy Sean and October in Arizona uh, with Sky. She's uh, bringing me down there. I just finalized Atlanta in October, so any day now it will be up in the website. So I'm very excited. So if you're out in Atlanta, uh, uh, in October is where we'll be. Um, and always if you, if you are interested in hosting and you think we can fill up a class, feel free to contact us, uh, david at neurokinetictherapy.com or, or send them a message on Facebook. Uh, you know, connect with me on Facebook. I always like to, uh, have friends, so feel free to send me a friend request. Uh, make sure you like the Inside the Brain Facebook page. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, make sure you, you give me a positive review. I always appreciate the feedback. And, again, you can always shoot me an email at chirorehab at com. So thank you very much for joining me here on Episode 11, and I'll speak to you soon.